Hey there, thanks for tuning in and choosing to spend some of your valuable time with us. This is another Gigloft Mastermind. These are group strategy sessions for Gigloft members to develop themselves and their creative businesses. To join a mastermind, become a Gigloft member at gigloft.com. All right, let's get into the mastermind. Well, cool. First of all, let's do some intros since I know both of you. Adam knows Anebi. Um, so Anebi, you want to kick us off? Sure. Uh, let's see. Where do I start? Um, so right now, sorry, my dog is freaking out. Let me get Shut the door. We are alone now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, so right now, um, I'm the founder of Icon Labs. Initially, I started as I was offering a bunch of services, but uh, I've added a self-imposed constraint to design and develop websites in Webflow uh, exclusively. We do some, you know, design as well, illustration, data visualization, but the core of our work is uh, web design and development uh, in Webflow, which is a no-code development tool. I've been working with companies in um, areas of product development and agile delivery. So like scrum master uh, type position. And um, yeah, now is the time is ripe to dive in and go all in with my own uh, LLC icon. Pleasure to meet y'all. I love it, man. Brian. Awesome. What's up y'all? It's great to, great to be here. I've been looking forward to this all day. Uh, so I, I, uh, I love writing. Um, I do content marketing and SEO stuff. Um, I've been doing, doing, uh, marketing for a while, for a while. I went to school originally to be a banker and, uh, didn't like it. So I started working on a boat down in the Caribbean and I kind of ran out of money and learned how to do a, a website design and stumbled across like marketing and, and, and doing uh, kind of growth, growth stuff. And kind of my contrarian play for 2021 is I think we've gotten in marketing. I've, I've noticed, you know, with attribution getting better, et cetera, I think we've reached some diminishing returns with like that kind of performance marketing. So I'm kind of pushing hard on, you know, creating, uh, working with, with clients to like get really clear on their core messages and their value and just get really good at making an impact um, and, uh, on and educating potential customers um, and kind of going deeper on that. Um, and so, yeah, uh, it's one of my goals this year to uh, kind of formalize some of my business processes and, 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 and really try to, um, get my work out there more. So that's why I wanted to join the, join the community. Can okay. I introduce yourself? Yeah. What's up? Uh, good to see you, Nebi. Um, good to meet you. Um, I'm Adam. I started the emote design, um, which is. Uh, it's an ongoing uh, process for figuring out like a title uh, or what I do, but my recent is I design brands and business models for social innovators. Um, so I've been doing that for a year and a half and learned, learned a lot of stuff um, and uh, looking forward to uh, just coming up with ideas and, and uh, seeing, seeing how we can get you to, to, uh, to the next level. Yeah, Adam is is a really good friend of mine and um i asked him to join on this one and the one on friday that teresa scheduled um because 
he's just been a huge influence in my taking myself more seriously um, uh, and just all sorts of things. But like uh, he's, he's basically years ahead of where I was when I was building my first agency. Um, and, uh, and I know that he's, he contributes a lot of kick-ass value to all the conversations that we have. So I'm really glad that you're here with us. I'm really glad that you both uh, wanted to make it at the same time. It's exciting that the first one has multiple people on it. So with that said, um, talking about goals, talking about challenges, the goal of this mass of these masterminds is obviously to help you work through whatever is currently uh, roadblocking you or a challenge that you're thinking through or just ideating on, on ways to do something better. It's, it's completely open-ended. I'm going to kick the, I'm going to, I'm going to pass the, uh, pass the, uh, the talking stick over to Nebby first. Um, and we'll just spend like 15 or so minutes. You, you give us a sense of like where you're at and kind of what you could use help with. And then we'll spend like 15 minutes, like ideating on that and coming up with like some, some actionable, uh, actionable strategies. And then we'll move to Brian. Right. Sure. Um, so right now I'm just you know, getting up to speed on a lot of the resources, uh, on, um, what you might call it on notion, uh, crap ton of stuff on there. Uh, one of the things is the, you know, the client agreement, uh, really awesome, but I don't have a ton of processes. A lot of times I've been flying by the seat of my pants <laughs> with things. So it's nice to just, you know, sort of like Brian here, who's trying to, uh, get a lot of processes going this year. I, I think that's the biggest thing for me. So I can reduce the amount of time I'm working in the business versus on the business. You've probably heard that term a lot. So um, I guess like, you know, my goal to come to this session today was just, you know, to connect, see how things are going. Um, I'm going full time, I think in, not next week, in two weeks. So 10th is my last day at Apex. I've been trying to figure that out with them, uh, but it's looking like that's going to land on the 10th. I'm also having conversations with um, other potential clients right now. Um, and yeah, that's where I'm at. Just, you know, trying to optimize that process, you know, get higher paying clients. Um, I have contractors I work with, so I don't have to do a bunch of the design and development. I can just focus on sales. So I don't know that I have like a specific, this is a pain point, but that's just where I'm at right now as I look to lean in and really get going. Cool, man. Yeah. That's uh that's obviously like a, it, it takes that mindset mindset shift. But you talk about processes, putting processes in place. <clears throat> Do you find that you're doing lots of the same things and, and you're seeing those opportunities to automate or delegate some of the work that doesn't need to be done by your hand? Yeah, like one big thing right now is initially I'd reach out to a client or a client reaches out. They're like, hey, we want to go, right? And hey, let, let's build a website. I still having a conversation with them. They're like, yes, let's go. And then they take forever, you know, to get back to you. They, I, I mean, they're committed. They've paid 50% down. So I know like these guys want to do stuff, right? Uh, 50% on And it's like, hey, we, we need to land a plane, finish this and move on. 
so that's that's an issue I've been having. Uh, so one fix for that was to use a template. I use StoryBrand. It doesn't work for everyone, but for, for many people, it, it's sort of a framework that works for how you structure, you know, clear call to action in several places. So I found a, a story brand template and I just literally started using that with a client and it's astronomically better already where, okay, pay the 50%, but before we start in development, you have to fill out this story brand template. So that gives us... And we can move things around to it's like a, a wireframe for the website. So client has to approve that. We, we know how things should look. And then they also do the groundwork of copy. I'm not at a place yet where I can do really awesome copy or have someone in-house who does copy. So we're outsourcing that to the client. So that is one thing, you know, things like that. Uh, that's just something that happened like in two, two days ago and it's already looking better. But that has been a pain point where we have clients I need to like finish up so I can add that to our portfolio. Like they're excited, but they take forever to work with us for copy and all of that stuff. So I'm looking at streamlining that process some more, like from when we shake hands to when we deliver it. Uh, I'm glad that the story brand framework has worked for that particular client. That's what I was going to suggest is some sort of onboarding questionnaire that worked really, really well back in the pub loft days where <clears throat> every client immediately after they paid their invoice, they would be redirected to a type form where we would ask them a bunch of questions to get a, to, to, to get a bunch of information from them about their business, about their brand, about their, um, their goals and everything. And a lot of that stuff was stuff that we had already sort of discussed in the sales call. Um, but it was a good chance for them to not only revisit that, but also to do the work of like, like putting it down uh, from their perspective, as opposed to me or Matt writing it down based on what they're what they're telling us verbally, um, and it also allowed them to continue building momentum. Mm. So when the when there's an immediate action item to do after payment, uh, that can really help build the momentum. So I, I would definitely keep putting that that like onboarding template or questionnaire in front of each new client as soon as they've paid. If you can fire that off automatically uh, or literally just redirect in the browser even better. Uh, you have a specific process that you take people through, right? Uh, in terms of copy? In terms of onboarding. Onboarding? I mean, it's, um, it's kind of always evolving. It really depends because I do a lot of custom work. I don't focus on X or Y or Z. So like the onboarding is going to change. A lot of times the, the copy is the value I'm providing. Um, one, one client I'm working with right now, I'm doing a full rebrand and website stuff. And uh, they're, they're also taking really, really long to, to get back to me because they're just busy. Um, like they can't, you know, give feedback on the logo. And honestly, I mean, this isn't like any hack or anything, but like just being patient and understanding that some clients are slow, <laughs> like, like, like have the template yeah. and have those steps and probably like send the template, schedule a follow-up maybe hire a virtual assistant to stay on top of things like that, especially as you get, um, you know, 10, 20 clients at one point in time, or, or uh, maybe set something on Zapier and Airtable where you have, you know, custom automations that kind of ping you or email you. Mm. And it's like, oh, this client hasn't gotten to this point yet. Um, there's, there's one, uh, there's, 
this prop kit uh, is a software that allows you to, it's kind of like a, it's like a task manager, but it's also process and automation based. So since what did you call it? Process kit. Process kit. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's like 50 a month. So it's kind of expensive, but I think from what I saw in that tool is it's really good if you have, okay, we do website design and development. We have really similar processes. We take people through the same process. I think that could be something where you set up a custom process where it's like they pay, they get this. Okay. They didn't fill it out. Send in a reminder. Okay. They still didn't fill out. Send in a reminder. Right. And you can actually just automate all of that. Um, Sweet. And then if they do fill it out, then, you know, you can move on. So I think that would be something that you could use, but you know, at the, at the end of the day, like they're only going to move as fast as they do, you know, like it's, it's on them. It's not on you. It's not, it's on them. It's not on you. So just keep that in mind and it'll ease a lot of the like, damn it. I want to push this forward. Like it's on them, right. (laughs) It's their website, not yours. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I love it. I'll check that out. Thank you. And Brian, by the way, if you have anything to add to this particular topic, of course, feel free to jump right in. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's, I couldn't have said it better. I would say I'm a lot more of a systems guy than a process guy, or at least I think of, I think of processes through the lens of systems. One of the things that I loved about building Publoft was that we used software for everything. So what Adam just described using Zapier to connect apps for us, it was like, yeah, people, whether it's clients, content strategists, writers, they're submitting a type form that is then zapping into Airtable and sending emails and Slack notifications and <laughs> all yeah. doing all these things, creating Google Drive folders with a Google Doc based on a template. And that just like, I mean, I, 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 I couldn't have imagined doing all of that stuff myself. Uh, we never used it for like reminders. Um, and so I think that's really powerful too. Nice. In as part of the... I think I found this through the resources you have, the Entrepreneur OS. I'm, I'm actually looking at that. Yeah. <laughs> He's crazy awesome, man. I was watching his pitch video for that. I was like, wow, on yep. Product Hunt. So I may okay. look at I may look at that too. And uh, he'll be Tam is actually gonna is actually um, agreed to give me an interview for this uh, this new series of interviews I'm doing on how. successful entrepreneurs have built like stability and reliability into their businesses um so yeah he'll be he'll be uh, on that on that series so one other thing as as you guys grew and any of you uh who has feedback on that I, i am looking at um maybe adding an affiliate program to help us grow. I don't know if that's something you guys have done. Uh, Tapfiliate is, is one. Crisp.ai is a tool. I love that tool. And I realized I used Tapfiliate for the affiliate program. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what it would look like. Obviously, all our sales won't come through that. But just adding that as another avenue to motivate people, you know, if you send us clients or referrals, if we work with them, um, you get, let's say, 20%. As part of that, is that something any of you has experimented with or know about or have thoughts on like an affiliate? Yeah, I'll, I'll give my immediate thoughts, which is that um, Tapfiliate and uh, like Rewardful and those kinds of, um, you know, softwares, those kind of systems, those are really helpful when you're doing things at scale or 
when you're trying to scale an affiliate program, e-commerce. Yeah. For e-commerce, for SaaS, for things like that. That's really helpful. That's we use uh, uh, rewardful at crash. Um, For what you're doing, I don't think that you need a system like that, but you absolutely should be encouraging um, word of mouth referrals through your network, specifically through, through, you know, happy clients, um, but also through partners. So you might find that if, if you're, if you're finding that, um, you know, you could potentially be getting referrals from another agency or a freelancer or somebody like that, um, to just like make that offer to say like, Hey, listen, just a heads up. Like, you know, if you send me business, I'll give you 20% of, of whatever closes, um, and like you sort of feel it out and, and, and see that can motivate some people. Um, I don't know, but I'll, I'll stop there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would, I wouldn't go too deep into the automated referral link software stuff right now. Yeah. Um, I was super excited about doing referrals when I just like started out and then it didn't really like materialize. Um, but that, I mean, that's just my experience, but I would say the best way for you to get referrals, I would go to design agencies and I would say like, maybe explore like a white label program, which is like, what are you selling website Mm. done and development for currently? Okay. We'll, you know, we'll do that. We'll be your exclusive partner. We'll give you 20% off our market rate and like, see if there's a fit, like an overlap between like, okay, you're a design, you're a branding agency. You're not necessarily a design development agency. Um, we can take care of your web development and maybe even design. They probably might want to do the design, but if you can do it cheap uh, or cheaper for what they charge, and I'm not saying make you like commoditize yourself, but you know, yeah. they're, they're, they're like resound uh, local agency in Phoenix. They're charging, you know, 15 K for, for a package. Um, probably maybe that includes the website. I know they do in-house, so they're different, but uh, just network with design agencies um, and people who's like, if you just think about what service providers are working with businesses that could also need a website. Um, and that that's more than design agencies. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, may, maybe marketing agencies, usually they do it in house again, but just kind yeah. of look around there and think about white label um, at, and then referrals also potential, um, but white label probably makes more sense in that context. Interesting. Um, Oh, but yeah, it's it. like happy clients are probably top referral source. Like just ping them, <laughs> you know, ping them uh, while you're wrapping up a project, ping them in the middle. If they're really happy, if they're like, thanks so much for your work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, feel free to s- send my information to someone uh, if you think I could help them. Right. Cause they're in that moment of appreciation of gratitude. They want to give back to you. So just like kind of feeling it out. Cause you're, you're, you probably have like 10, clients max right now so you can kind of gauge where the relationship is at and say like hey um you know if they you know if that moment occurs where you're like okay i feel comfortable asking for Mm -hmm. a referral um say hey you know trying to grow uh build better websites um and you know do you know anyone who needs a website and and just kind of saying you know you get 10 percent off you know i but my business coach said i get a free month of coaching if i give him someone um so yeah, just something like that. It's kind of a rambling answer, but hopefully there's no something. that that is awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate I'll, I'll it. Tack, I'll tack one additional um, bit of color to it, which is that monetary rewards 
in terms of like a referral program, the, the people who are most likely to be motivated by making 20% of the referral of the contract that they, that they refer to you are people who are in the business of serving that, that account that they've referred to you. Whereas your clients probably just want to refer because they've been happy working with you and have had good results. They're probably less motivated by a 10% kickback fee or 20% kickback fee than the agencies uh, or solo freelancers, like complimentary service providers who are not doing what you're doing, but Mm. where you could share a client. Those are the ones that are probably more motivated by, um, by that 20% kickback, at least in my experience, I've, I've felt more motivated in those, uh, in those scenarios. And I've felt more motivation from those types of partners than from the clients themselves. Cool. Thank you. Sweet. Yeah. All right. I love Fine. you guys. Thank you. Of course, man. Sure. What, what you got awesome. in, uh, in your life right now? Can you remind me please what you said your, your goal was for this, uh, for this year? Okay, so my goal for this year is to really, I think I've been in with my business and with my career a little reactive, um, just kind of, you know, uh, working on working on gigs, uh, kind of a bit eclectically, like not really building a brand, just like, oh, you know, I need another gig this month, let's go to Slack and, and start doing some pitches. And, and that's worked, worked pretty decently. Um, however, I really want to build like some equity and, and some value in, in, in kind of my brand. And, and like I said, I had, um, I, I, I think I've, I've developed some ideas in content marketing that are uh, valuable that I think can, can make an impact for people. And I, and I, and I want to kind of up level a bit and, and treat it, treat myself more as like an agency. That was one reason I was interested in working with y'all. Um, Kind of branding myself as an agency, as a as an organization, more so than just like a freelancer. No, no, nothing wrong with that, but like kind of building a brand. Um, and, and and so I, I guess my 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 pain point is that is like moving from uh, you know just kind of eclectically uh, uh, doing work more reactively and kind of going on offense and and saying you know this is what I'm I'm doing like like getting some people maybe coming in, um, um, etc. Um, maybe I can pause there. I can follow up with anything, um, anything else. And I'll just say one more thing too. I, I generally, I, I, another thing, another big reason I'm here is I find uh, I've worked in, on startup teams and I, and I love doing that. And that's something I miss. I find uh, like standups and, and things like this and, and community are really motivating. So it's also a bit of a motivation hack for me um, to, to have that accountability to a group. So, so that's another reason why I was interested in them. Cool. Yeah, that's great to hear. Okay, so that's 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 great to to be reminded of kind of what you're trying to do. It's like crossing that bridge from solo, um, almost like gig worker, like gig to gig um, talent economy for sure, but gig to gig, project by project, and looking to more so sort of. Um, build something around yourself, build a reputation and name in a particular space, a particular offering. And again, that is content marketing from what I remember you saying at the beginning of the call. Can you add a little more flavor to that again? Like you had mentioned that you have a thesis on attribution, which I thought was really interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what, 
like like yeah that's another that's a, another kind of pain point i'm having is is maybe value communication like i'll say like content marketing seo but i i i i think it's it's really context dependent i really like to look at like customer acquisition costs with the total addressable market is and like how can we you know uh get get your core messages, you know, the real value, like in an Ernest Hemingway kind of sense, like how can we strip this down mm. and in two minutes, you know, download your value proposition into your uh, target markets uh, unconscious or, 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 or conscious mind. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I found that, 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 and, and then what, what we have to move away from if we're doing that is we have to track by revenue and not necessarily by like, how many people can we get into our automation on this blog post? It's like, cause nobody scrolls down Facebook looking for like a B2B product, right? They, yeah. they're scrolling down Facebook, they get an impression and then, you know, they have a buying decision two months later. Um, and, and so I'm kind of like hearkening back to the, the brand, the brand days. I mean, that got kind of like a bad reputation because marketers haven't been accountable. They've used that as a way to not be accountable. I, I definitely want to be accountable, but to, to revenue, not to, cause I've, I'll just be completely transparent. I've been someone who've had, who's had a, a, a lead quota. And I think that drives bad marketing behaviors. It's like, okay, I'll just, you know, I'll get to that lead, lead quota, but I'm, I'm not going to make, I'm not going to be focused on making an impact and educating my, my clients and, and or my potential clients making an impact on them. So that's kind of my contrarian play is like, you know, Let's not invest in a lot of attribution right now. Let's, uh, if we're early, early stage um, or something like that, let's make a huge impact on on a hundred readers with every blog post, um, and and let revenue take care of itself. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of kind of my contrarian idea. Yeah, no, I loved all of that. Um, I think no, I think what I, I'm just going to throw out some words that you could start to shape your brand around clarity. Sweet minimalism marketing, minimalistic marketing, um, like streamlined, like lean marketing. You're cutting out all of the bullshit. And I almost have this visual in my head of like all the marketing attribution statistics and tools. And then it's like simplified into your brand, you know, and it's like clear marketing that drives revenue results, not like hype stats. You know, that could be like a one-liner. Like, I, it's pretty clear to me what, you, what you're kind of trying to do. And I definitely think that businesses would see the value in it. And they would they, they would also resonate with your story. And you have a story that's really starting to emerge around, you know, I saw what lead-based marketing does. Like, this is why, lead, like, you could write an article. This is why lead-based marketing is terrible for your organization. You can be that kind of person who's pissing off, like, the average market. Yeah. Um, and you can really like, yeah, the, the contrarian or counter positioning view is really needed in, in, a, in a world where there's so much noise. Um, and, and there's enough people who resonate with that. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say like that point of view is, is the quiet majority. I yeah. think there are, there, it's, it's easy for so many people to rah, rah about um, attribution and, uh, return on ad spend and all these things. Um, and one of the things that I've always been bullish on is the intangible value of brand building, the, in, the, the, the intangibles, the, the immeasurables that result in um, the, kinds of, the kinds of brands that are, that are um, you know, household names that, that we actually like 
feel things for, right? Like people feel things for Airbnb. People feel things for Nike. Um, do those companies also do a ton of like, like paid marketing? Of course, performance marketing, of course. But that, that, that wasn't, the performance marketing is not what builds the real relationships um, and, and really earns that enrollment. Actually, there's a great book. Have you read This Is Marketing, the orange one? No. Seth Godin? Godin. Yeah, so This Is Marketing by Seth Godin. It's not his most recent, but it's his like second most recent book. Um, he really goes into the, the, the value and importance and practicality of brand marketing in direct opposition to performance marketing. So I think you would get a ton of value out of that book. Uh, he talks about marketing as teaching, uh, earning enrollment from an audience rather than just, you know, spend, uh, return on spend. And yeah, so I'll leave it there, but you should definitely uh, gift yourself that book in one form yeah. or another. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I will. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and another, like just the idea is, is case studies. I think case studies would be mm -hmm. really powerful uh, to demonstrate your knowledge in this specific approach. Um, Cause it's like, here's how uh, like Nike's Drake video, you know, did whatever, you know, and that's not like they, they're, they're not annoying anybody by like having that video be in the Nike headquarters. Like, they just made it probably a bunch of money and, and got a lot of brand equity off of that video. But, you know, I don't know how much they paid Drake. They probably didn't pay Drake any. They probably paid him in shoes, you know? <laughs> um, so like doing case studies could be really useful. And, and like, even on um, discovery calls, like with clients, you could just come with like two or three ideas and like talk about the logic. Um, or that could be like, a part of your discovery process is to like show them what it's like, like, okay, you know, you want to Facebook ads. Cool. Let's, let's, let's think about what that would look like with the minimalized or simplified approach. And then I think, I think your, your whole brand should be constructed around this concept of simplicity and like cutting like, like sharp simplicity. So you're like cutting through the bullshit to business results you know, like, and, and then showing people in your discovery process, what that looks and feels like, mm -hmm. and you coming up with like an insight or an idea that makes them excited and want to make them throw Facebook ads out the window. <laughs> I think that'll sell a bunch of people because like, I, I know exactly what you're trying to go for here. And I know it's super powerful and a lot of businesses probably need it. Like ridiculous amount of businesses need it only some will be receptive to it um mm -hmm. and that's again that's on them your your job isn't to convince them your job is to well maybe like your job is to just show the value of your um so so i think another thing you're going to want to think about um is is like who is the most receptive to this i think just like literal pure instinct and no experience whatsoever. But my gut is telling me that like very recently funded startups or, or startups that have been funded and aren't seeing the results they'd like from growth marketing um, would, would be a really good kind of target audience, especially because you like working with startups um, really good target audience to work with. 
Um, I think one like maybe point of like, you're the counter position to like, I think it's bonsai. I keep hearing it. that It's like a growth marketing agency for all the hot startups um, in Silicon Valley. I think it's bonsai. Uh, they, they run ads on the acquired podcast uh, all the time, but I think you're like, you're like the antidote to, 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 to performance marketing that is incremental mm-hmm. in its, in its improvement and results. And you're, you're like, you're, yeah, it's like, it's sharp versus, like a blast it's it's um exponential versus incremental linear yeah. improvement and i think that language will speak really 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 mm. uh with resonance to startups who are like we want to 10x and you're going to come and be like you can't 10x by changing the copy on your facebook ad dude <laughs> yeah. you know because you can't <laughs> you can't you can't do that like yeah you can do some keyword research but you need different ideas um, well, and also like that, like pure performance marketing is not sustainable, right? Like you, 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 like sustainable growth is not just throwing money at it forever. There's gotta be an element of, of like legendariness to it. And I think that's kind of what you're going after. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, exactly. I loved uh, what you were saying, Adam, about the brand ideas. That's given me a lot to, to, to work with and it's, it's completely right. It's like, well, we, and it actually goes well with like the kind of, I think, you know, making sure your landing page, your key landing page has some basic CRO and has like Google analytics set up and you're like looking at it once a week, of course, but then, you know, there's diminishing returns when you're like doing automated Facebook ads and, and, and getting really algorithmic. Um, and all that shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think, uh, especially in the early stage startups, you know, getting really qualitative and it's like, okay, you know, like, like these are people who are really receptive to my message. I'm going to make a blog, blog post for just these three people who like the first post I did. And then those organic flywheels really can, can start to build up if you kind of, that's your incremental improvement, like wowing the people that, that are into what you're saying. Um, even if it's really, really small to begin with. Um, yeah. And, and so, so, so I really appreciate that feedback. It's given me a lot to think about. T- test those words that Adam gave you and, and just sort of describing it in these ways, test that messaging on the, the kinds of clients that you would like to whose business you would like to win, like that you don't necessarily have as clients. And also um, as you know, any clients that you currently have, like run that idea, run those ideas by them if you haven't done that already and really get a feel on like how receptive are they to it? What are their hesitations? What are they like not clicking with, but also like how how much are they receiving it and responding to it? Um, And I'd love to hear how that develops. Yeah. And yeah, I would definitely do that. And I'll, and I'll work on some uh, case studies as well. I like that. That is a tactic too. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think like, I, I I don't know, but I think you're going to want to explore the, 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 the space of like pre-seed and then like series A because like series A, your point of contact would be director of marketing pre-seed. It would be CEO. Pre-seed, obviously, they don't have as much money, but they would probably be more open uh, depending on, you know, where they're at to ideas like yours. Like, I keep thinking of Airbnb and they're like Captain Crunch 
yeah growth hack right and like all of the growth hacks and like if you listen to DoorDash's come up like all of the growth hacks that they kind of had to come up with if you came up with like a growth if that was your like process like a growth hacking process like okay part of it is these three blog posts that these three really influential people are going to share right and and you really like kind of build it around simplicity and unconventionality uh and kind of say like we help you growth hack your way uh you know we you know to the next level or something um and yeah that's kind of different from what i said before like exponential versus linear but it's still it's still like the same result right it's just like putting yourself in a different category yeah it's it's like i i read this great quote in a in a fiction book one day um a fantasy book where he's like you know the main character is like like madly in love with his wife and then this this like girl is like trying to like you know i don't know whatever sway him um and he was he's thinking like how do i how do i explain to this this person that she is like a candle and my wife is the sunset and I think that's kind of the, the, the essence of the, of the differentiation here is like, everybody's talking about like, you know, how do you make the candle burn longer? How do you, you know, get more out of it? How do you, you know, put more candles out into the world? And you're over here like, but guys, just make a sunset. <laughs> so yeah, I love that. That's great. Yeah. Well, thank you both. Um, since Zoom has a time limit on, on multi-person meetings, we've got less than a minute, so we'll have to wrap it. But any follow-up questions, thoughts, et cetera, don't hesitate to drop them in GigLoft Slack. And, um, you know, we can keep jamming asynchronously. But I'm so glad you guys joined. Thank you again. Thanks, y'all. It's great to meet y'all. Take it easy, y'all. All righty. This has been another GigLoft Mastermind. I hope that you got value out of what you heard today. If you like what you hear and would like to join future conversations, go to gigloft.com to become a member. See you soon.